what's up guys we're back for another episode of the big cat chat podcast we start we finally got back last week and we're back again trying to keep this thing weekly and yeah we're back how you doing sean doing i eat bro how are you i'm doing pretty well uh we got tweets about uh needing to get you a new camera whatever if they, if they buy start, it sure should we start a gofundme if they want to buy it go ahead <laughs> all right guys Send Sean the money. Get, buy him a new uh, new uh, camera. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and start with uh, some general NFL news. And uh, first up is Sean Payton is going to the Broncos. He got traded. When was the last time a coach was traded? Um, John Gruden, I think. Yeah, I think that. And didn't he? He won a Super Bowl with the, yeah. with the Bucks, I believe. Is who he was yeah, he to. went from the Raiders to the Bucks. Won a Super Bowl against his old team, the Raiders. Yeah, it was 01. That was like the last time the Buccaneers were good until just yeah. I'm pretty sure he was a trade. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the uh, Saints are going to receive a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick, and the Broncos will receive Sean Payton and a future third round pick. Uh, Who do you think wins, or do you think it's fair? I don't know. It's a lot to give up for a coach. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, Sean Payton was their third option, too. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because they wanted D'Amico. Well, they wanted... he was probably only the third option because they didn't want to give up stuff. Yeah, they wanted D'Amico Ryans, who uh, picked Houston, which is a really good hire, finally, for them. And they also wanted uh, John Harbaugh, who said, uh, I'm sticking with Michigan. You mean Jim Harbaugh? Good for you. Jim. I live with Ravens fans. I hear John a lot. But hopefully it works out for them. I've seen some interviews recently about him. Apparently, uh, who was it? Who's the Terry? Terry Bradshaw on TV. Apparently, Terry Bradshaw said uh, he didn't initially want to go to the Broncos because he didn't want to work with Russell. But it's Terry Bradshaw. Take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) Yeah, he's crazy as hell. (laughs) But... Nonetheless, hopefully it works out for Broncos fans because Broncos country needs to ride. Broncos country, let's die. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if this doesn't work out, what are they going to do? They already burned, nearly burned their future on Russell and any future they had left, they just gave for Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't know. It's all or nothing. I mean, they have the talent. It's just, can Russell Wilson play good and can you have a competent coach? Anyways, we'll see. Uh, like I said, the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans. Uh, will he survive more than a year? Yeah. Who knows with that racist owner? It's funny, though. It, Who's hired racist... three black head coaches in a row? <laughs> it's it's a funny thing. He's supposedly racist, but he <laughs> hires a black coach, but then he's also racist because he fires them after one year, but then he still goes and hires another black coach. I'm like... You've got to keep everybody what? guessing. <laughs> I mean, switch up on him. at least this time it's a good hire because I thought Lovey Smith was bad because Lovey Smith was a failed coach already, and then before that they hired uh, I forget what his David, name was David Cully. David Cully, but I didn't think that was a good hire because he was a bad wide receivers coach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But they finally hired a good coach. Uh, I will say, it's a defensive coach, and the recent history in the NFL says defensive coaches. Don't get it as easily as offensive coaches, but 
Jalen Petrie stock is up. It is. Uh, Derek Stingley stock is unfortunately up as well, but it's Derek Stingley. So, yeah. Who else do they have? I mean, I hope he, fa- I hope he fails just because he went to the Texans. I hope so too. I hope they take CJ Stroud and he's a bum. I'm talking about the coach. I know. Oh, I thought you. Were, I, I thought you thought Stingley. Stingley. If I hope he doesn't get Bryce Young because Bryce. Bryce, they all have fail potential. Nobody's guaranteed anything, but I trust Bryce to be good regardless more than I do Stroud. So I hope to take Stroud or something. I don't really like any of them. Fair enough. They don't scare I me. Think I think we have I have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm not really scared. <laughs> it's just Houston. Houston will probably get us once a year, like they always do, but maybe. Hopefully not. Uh, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence dropped that whole uh, Player Tribune uh, letter to the fans. Yeah, it was great. That was elite stuff. I know. Uh, just off the top of my head, he mentioned how it felt good watch- being down 27 nothing and seeing nobody leaving, which I will say, when I was there myself, it felt like more people were leaving than people really left. Like you said, it was probably just people walking around the concourse and stuff. Because at the end of the game... It was going crazy. It was as if nobody had left. So I was like, fair enough. And then he mentioned how last year he was thinking, how is how are we going to get anybody to want to stay here? Which that's true. Common Jaguars free agency issues. And now everybody wants to be here. Everybody wants to resign. People want to come to town. It's just good. Yep. He also I mean, if... talked about how he heard the bus talk. Oh, yeah. It, they really... They, this man came into the league with no chip on his shoulder. Admittedly, no chip on his shoulder. Just like, I'm, I know who I am pretty good. And now you guys gave him a chip on his shoulder. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm here for it. They done fucked up. They done fucked up is all I can say. Yeah. But if you guys want to read the whole speech, uh, it's he tweeted it on Twitter, Players Tribune, all that stuff. It's a good read. I recommend reading it if you're a Jags fan because it will make you happy. It will make you feel good about the future of this team. And it will make me more confident in my future Jaguar Super Bowl prediction. Next year? Yes, sir. I, I just love how the, Trevor went from barely tweeting, and now I feel like he tweets quite frequently. Yeah. It's quite active. Off-season, bro. Kind of happened with Josh Allen, too. Uh, Jaguars Josh Allen. I think it's because he, it's off-season. Yeah, when we, when we initially drafted him, he was pretty quiet. Like Obviously, he'd do some media stuff, but now I feel like he frequently tweets out just out of nowhere, uh, trying to get Jags fans happy. So, yeah. love those guys. Speaking of, I am wearing forty-one. He better not get traded, bro. Don't even. I see what you're doing with your eyes. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> don't even go there. I never wavered. I never wavered, and he started balling out at the end of the year. Yeah, give me that all season long, and we'll be out. Something we've talked about this, but I know he must have been hurt. I know, but he's had lulls before his career too, though. So we don't know. It's weird because he started out the year. He started out the year looking his best ever. Then he disappeared, and everybody wanted him traded. And then at the end of the year, he's back to producing a sack. It was almost a sack a game, uh, a bunch of pressures and all that. So he's probably he's probably mad though because the rumor was the Chiefs, and if he traded him to the Chiefs, he'd be playing in the Super Bowl. Oh my! He's like, damn, missed opportunity. Nah, bro. He's tweeting. Uh, I think I believe he tweeted. Uh, Trevor Lawrence gives him goosebumps. Kind of sus, bro. He's just he just he just be talking, bro. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right, but yeah, I'm glad he's still here for now. Yeah, some other coaching stuff. Brian Flores is becoming the Minnesota defensive coordinator, which that could actually be pretty good because uh, if Minnesota had a competent defense, they probably could have gone pretty far. Yep. They got Lewis. I saw someone tweet that uh, Brian Flores is going to turn Lewis sign into a, a missile. And I'm like, probably. I was a big fan of his during the draft. And then he tore his ACL on special teams. Because that's where he should play. I know. <laughs> Love making your first round rookies play special teams. Hey, man, they got to earn their stripes. Can't earn their stripes <laughs> if they're good, if they're tearing their ACLs, though. Yeah. Oh my lord! Uh, Vic Vic Fangio, another big defensive coordinator hire, is going to Miami. So I think that's also a big. Uh, the AFC East is. How are the Jets going to get out? I mean, I feel like the Jets are third place in my mind right now, and New England is probably last. Mm-hmm. I like, those two probably. It's New England, so that's that's why I think it's. I mean, it's they did finally hire them. an offensive coordinator instead of a defensive You're coordinator right, coaching, coaching the offense. <clears throat> But beating the Bills in Miami just seems like a tough task for those two other teams. Yeah. The Jets are kind of screwed, though, because Tech they have, they have no idea who the quarterback is going to be. Like, at least the Jets, I mean, the Patriots. I mean, Matt Jones isn't great, but, like, he's he could be average, at least. Yeah, he's like a Jimmy G type guy to me. Yeah, like, I don't even know if he's that good, but. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> but, I said tight guy. At best, at best, he could be that, probably. But, like, Zach Wilson and. Mike White and Michael, who knows what he's doing? I mean, and those are all substandard quarterback play. Yeah, it's bad. They have a pretty good, they have a solid receiving core, a solid to good receiving core. They have a really good defense. But when they, they get Derek Carr, bro. Derek, Derek Carr's Carr coming sucks, to town. Bro. It's better than all three of those guys put together, though. Probably, yeah, but. I think, I adding, think Derek, adding Derek Carr, though, would probably make them better than the Patriots. Probably better than the Patriots, but it's still a lot of money can, to only can, be third place. At least he can probably throw it downfield. Oh um, I'm just thinking. I'm getting flashbacks to that Thursday night game. Yeah, Did they put terrible. in that t- t- Chris Streveler? Chris Streveler. Chris Streveler. Oh my lord! Chris Streveler only moved the ball because he ran. Literally, he was just a running back. Basically, it's like they were running wildcat with a quarterback. Yeah. I remember it was, it was basically the Ford offense with Tebow. Zach Wilson's probably both of our biggest misses, biggest miss. Yeah, I thought he was going to be good. I did too. We both had him as QB two, and he just made he nutty is... throws in college, and like we don't even see a glimpse of that in the pros. Yeah, and he he makes a lot of it, guys miss, but and then he, I don't he know makes if the guys his, miss. It's his confidence or what? Yeah, is it just shot? Does he need to go somewhere else? Was the New York media too much for him? There were some rumors pre-draft. I never bought into them, but kind of seeing how he responded to all the criticism, it kind of well, yeah, because he was like a silver spoon in your mouth, born kid, like exactly. Never had you know probably any sort of adversity to face. I had faith he could still be something until he went out and said he did not let his defense down. That was the moment where I was just like, yeah, it's over. Yeah, whoever like coached him up on PR was ass. <laughs> his, he didn't even think about it until his dad texted him later. <laughs> yeah. He needs, he, to go play, he needs to go play somewhere like Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. Where the, where the media is probably not as harsh. Yeah, it's just bad when 
<clears throat> you have to have your dad text you to tell you fucked up. Yeah, for sure. But interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I got a new roommate coming in next year who is a Miami fan. So going to have a Miami fan a and a Baltimore fan and a Jaguars fan all under the same roof. In Florida. Yep. <laughs> the Baltimore fans just out of place. Yeah. Anyways, uh, last thing NFL-wise is uh, Tom Brady uh, retired again. For good. Yeah, I think his I think he's stay. I I know there's a chance he could come back, but I feel like I don't feel like Tom Brady's gonna do that twice because then nobody's ever gonna trust him again. No, that video was pretty convincing. And the the, per, the person who went out there and bottled up the sand at his retirement spot. Did you see that it was last I looked at it a couple days ago? It was selling for 100k. I don't think that it's actually gonna sell for that because I did no, see the some bids. random. I know. I can't you put in a bid and then like just with like a fake account and not pay it, like just raise the bid, make the bid look high. I don't know. I don't sell. know nothing about that. I just know it was being bid. The on. bid was up to like a hundred K, but I don't know if it'll actually sell for that. Imagine they being the guy just, just lurking in the bushes, waiting for him to move. They just, they need to get some guy, you know, those people who are really good at that geo guesser game. Mm -hmm. They need to get one of them to get where that location is and just leak the location. So everybody just goes out there and grabs their own right. sand. Wait, for that kind of purchase, you'd have to have, like, you know when somebody autographs something and they give you the certification that says this was autographed and there's a little picture with it? That guy needed to be lurking in the bushes, taking a picture of Tom, recording his video as, like, yeah, a certification. That would have been nice. But yeah, it's Kyle Trask season. Let's go. See? I swear, I swear, if they if they trade for like Derek Carr or some like mid quarterback just to play over Kyle Trask, I will literally turn, drive to Tampa and threaten Todd Bowles. When Cam Newton makes his comeback, now nah, Kyle Trask is beating out Cam Newton in the year of twenty twenty three, bro. Is he though? Yes. Yes. The guy, the guy who's a slow learner. Oh my lord! He had Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich stinks, bro. I was supposed to be the head coach of the Jags, bud. Do I care? I never wanted him as the head coach of the Jags. I didn't say you did. Don't put words in my mouth. The Buccaneers need to hire Todd Munkin, offensive coordinator from Georgia, for multiple reasons. One, because he's good. And two, because he's good and I want him away from Georgia. I hope he's there for the long haul. He's he switched multiple times. He used to be with the Buccaneers. Let's before. talk about Georgia for a second. Oh, no. Let's talk about Stetson Bennett, maybe. Okay, no, no, we're not doing this. Okay, you know what? Stetson Bennett in the in the game of Madden 23 broke me the other day, and I don't want to talk about it, quite honestly. Long story short, we imported a draft class from Bengal, you know, YouTube's Bengal, and Stetson Bennett was a quarterback. Well, I made him a slot receiver. Mind you, he's like a 60 overall, and I cooked Josiah for like 166 yards. Was Stetson what, what made me mad wasn't just that Stetson Bennett had that many yards. It was the fact that – so I I blocked – he scored a touchdown, and I blocked his extra point to make him only up by six with about four minutes left in the game. I drive down the field all the way down, and there's about a minute left on the clock, and I score a touchdown, which it's Madden. I got the ball. The I got the ball with 38 seconds in a timeout. Yeah, he only got the ball with 38 seconds in a timeout. And – 
And this dude runs back-to-back fades with Stetson Bennett. First time, I called zone coverage because I like to run zone coverage in that situation because I don't want that man coverage to have somebody get toasted up deep. Well, wide open Stetson Bennett fade route. I immediately switched to a man coverage defense because I'm like, okay, I'm not letting Stetson Bennett sneak between his own. Dude runs the exact same route exactly against, a, against a different coverage and is wide open again. And keep in mind, Stetson Bennett's like 85 speed, 30, or I'm, I'm calling him 30 years old. He's, he's not 30 years 10, old. He's 5'10", 187 pounds. And he's cooking a 6'4", 200-pound, 91-speed corner. And on the second one, not only did he catch the ball, he delivered yeah, he, laid the most, cra- he laid a crazy stiff arm on my safety, dog. The most hellacious stiff arm ever seen in Madden. Put him in the dirt. Sent him to the underworld. I'm like, why is Stetson Bennett <coughs> cooking me? What am I supposed to do? I literally was, like... I think he was drunk, bro. I don't think he could feel. And he was at outside receivers, so it's not even like... I'd have to use her, a safety or a corner, to be able to cover him myself. Because you can't cover an outside receiver like that on a fade with a linebacker. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? Long story short, Just, Stetson, Stetson Bennett cooked twice. I, I, I'm done. Stetson Bennett should not be drafted, and I will be praying on his downfall for the entirety of his career. I hope he gets sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! That's just like when Gardner Minshew had that uh that porn site trying to sponsor him. That was funny. It's like, bruh. Yeah. Anyway, we got on topic. Back on topic. I don't – drafts real-life Stetson Bennett-wise, I don't know if Stetson, Stetson Bennett – I think it was – who was it? Mel Kuyper, the guy who – I don't know how he has a job for 40 years because he's very mid with his takes. But anyways, I think he said Stetson Bennett was going to go in like the third round. And I'm like, ain't no fucking way that dude goes in the third round. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and then he got arrested for um, – Public, public intoxication. intoxication at six in the morning. Seven in the morning. Seven in the morning. Banging on doors. Yeah. 26, 25 and, years old? Bro, 25 years old. What are you doing? Why are you drunk knocking on doors at 7 a.m.? It's if you're drunk and it's like one or two a.m., sure, you had a night out or something, but seven a.m. Okay. He's alcoholic, man. It's funny though, when I was on when I was on Twitter. Uh, there were some Georgia fans defending him, and I'm like, bro, it was 7 a.m. They were like, he's just having he's just having fun. He's just partying. I'm like, bro, it's 7 a.m. Bro should be eating breakfast. Should be asleep. He should be asleep, waking up to eat breakfast and go to work out because he skipped the senior bowl to do that. <laughs> like after that, and his he's had multiple occasions where he showed up uh, on national television looking crazy as fuck. Yeah. He shouldn't get drafted. Like, I think he could maybe be a practice squad guy or a training camp guy who just is there. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but the mailman does what he wants. The next Julian Edelman. If somebody switches him to a receiver, I will genuinely laugh. Like, I want to see him run routes at the combine. I do too. He will be at the combine, but he's probably going to throw. Yeah, my both. You know. His nickname is fun in college, but when you think about an NFL quarterback, the mailman, it's like every time he throws like a throw where he gets called the mailman, it's like a high arcing, just hangs in the air for a decade throw. An airman? Exactly. FedEx Air? What's it? 
what's it called? Um, he's so bad. What sucks about it? It makes me hate Stetson Bennett even more, just from a pure pure fan perspective. He sucks ass against Florida every single year. He throws like two or three picks against Florida every year. Looks terrible, but their team is so damn good that we get beat every single fucking time. I will say, we did beat bud. them in 2020 because of Stetson Bennett being trashed, and we Let actually had Kyle Trask, who was good. Let it out. But in 2021, Anthony Richardson's first start, it was rough starting Anthony Richardson against his first ever start against the best defense I've ever seen with my eyes in college football. Not a good idea. Stetson threw like three picks that game. We still scored one touchdown the entire game. Uh, then this past year, Stetson Bennett throws multiple picks. But of course, there's one play I will never... Brock Bowers is a lucky son of a bitch, too. <laughs> if by lucky he you throws it elite, up, then sure. He throws it up. Ste uh, Brock Bowers drops it. Like, it bricks off his hands. Amari Bernie, linebacker, Florida, senior. He's going to be in the draft this year. He will not get drafted, in my opinion. Uh, hopefully he comes on the podcast, though. No slander, Amari. <laughs> too late. <laughs> I said too much on Twitter for him to come on the podcast anyways, dog. But, burn uh, that bridge. But he literally, after Brock Bowers dropped it, Amari Bernie should have just naturally just picked it off. But instead, he goes for like a heat missile tackle, misses. So Brock Bowers is able to just turn around and catch his drop. And there's nobody there. I'm like, oh my. That's why I hate Brock Bowers, by the way. <laughs> for something your guy did. <laughs> I hate him because he's a lucky son of a bitch. Anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and go to the Jaguars segment for a little bit. We don't really have much to talk about the Jaguars. Like I said, not much happened, but I will just raise you a question. Should the Jaguars trade for T. Higgins if he is available? What's it going to cost? What would you? Okay, let me rephrase. What would you send for T. Higgins? If they'll do it for just the 24th overall pick, then maybe. I'd send the 24th. You also got to pay his ass. Yeah, I'd send the 24th I mean, and maybe like a fourth or fifth. Nah, first rounder. That's it. That's all you get from me. I, I got to pay his ass. I don't think it won't happen, and it doesn't really – if it was any other receiver, I wouldn't want it to happen. But just the fact of having ETN, Trevor, and T all back together. Yeah. The triple T. I want it. I want it so bad. Yeah, it'd be nice, but I don't think it's probable. It happens. It happens. Anyways, though, guys, you guys know from last year, we have a segment called Hidden Gems where we interview a late-round draft prospect. Hopefully one day they're not a late-round draft prospect. Hopefully maybe we can get big enough to get somebody. Hopefully, hopefully we turn Hidden Gems into known diamonds. Yes. <laughs> You know this guy's going to be good, and he's here. Right. But we got hidden gems, late-round draft prospects. Well, it's draft season, so that is back. We're going to go ahead and send you guys into an interview right now with uh, Tyreek LaBeouf, DB cornerback from Boise State. So we'll see you guys right there. And we're back, guys, for hidden gems. We are here with Boise State's. Tyreek LaBeouf, how are you doing, man? Great, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. 
So I'm going to go ahead and let Sean ask his first question first. What are some things you do before a game to get yourself hyped up? So me, I'm kind of different. Like I don't like to get too, I don't like to get too turned up, if that makes sense. So I try to stay calm. One thing that's weird, I guess you can say that I do, is I watch Tom and Jerry. Uh, I've watched Tom and Jerry before the game, and I talk to my mom and my little sister. So I stay calm, you know. All right. Yeah, that's creative. Never heard of someone watching Tom <laughs> yeah. and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun, though. All right. Who was the toughest receiver you ever had to guard? Toughest? Uh, Romeo Dalps, for sure. I played him in at Nevada. He was at, well, it was that two years ago. And he gave me a run for my money, for sure. We, we fought, for sure. But he was definitely the best receiver, I can say. Yeah, he's pretty fast. He plays for the Packers, yeah, I believe. He, yeah. He just, the whole package, like, he's strong. He got... His releases are, are nice, and he's just a route runner. So, how does your how do you think your game best translates to the league? Do you think it'll be outside, inside? Are you willing to cut your teeth on special teams? Yeah, most definitely. I feel like I'm pretty versatile, so I feel like I can play anywhere on in the back end. But um, I feel most comfortable, obviously, at corner because that's what I've been doing in the past, you know, however many years. So. Um, Translation-wise, I feel like I got a good feel of just football in general. I feel like I got a good IQ, and I know, you know, different tendencies, and I'm good at studying the game, so. All right. Uh, what was the most memorable moment during your collegiate career? I might have an idea at what it could be, but we'll see if you say that. Uh, most definitely. I think we think the same thing, that 100-yard uh, that pick six. Um, had to be probably if I want to be selfish, but yeah, I'd probably go with that one. Didn't you have another pick that game too? Yeah, I did. I did. I should have took that one back too, man, but I I was too excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Hey, you were moving on that hundred yard pick six. What do you think you were on the forty? No, I, I was not. I was not moving. <laughs> nah, he was moving, bro. You got some nah, good blocks like too. A, you get, the teammates, the yeah, teammates set you yeah. up there. Exactly. It was like a, a after an eight play drive or something like that. First drive of the season too, and it was hurry up offense. Like it was like <laughs> it was on a move. So I was I was gassed. What uh, do you think your forty would be? Uh, pram for a four four. For sure. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm training with uh, Pete Bomaritos out here. He's like, he knows what he's doing for sure. When it comes to like 40 and technique and stuff like that, um, I feel like that's all it is to it, just the techniques to it. So if I got, if I get that down in 4-4. Four, four. Nice. Yes, sir. Good to have speed on the outside. Right. All right. This one is a Boise State specific question. What was it like playing on the blue field and uh, how is it different than playing on a normal field? I don't think it's I don't think it's much of a difference. I guess I can say that because I was on it almost every day, so it didn't really like. The thing I could say is different was was the environment, like just the game atmosphere, like our fans are like a family. So that was probably you know the biggest difference I guess you could say. And where are you uh, from originally? I'm from Cali. I'm from Long Beach. What was it like Long living? In, what was it like living in Idaho? 
different, man. It was it's different for sure. Like <laughs> it was a big everybody was just so nice. Like I don't know, Cali is everybody's nice in Cali, but it's nice like in, in Idaho. It was different. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was I was watching some Boise State tape, uh, watching some tape on you and I was like, Your jersey's blending in with the field. I'm like Yeah. <laughs> How, how are you supposed? Yeah. How are you supposed to not throw an interception when hey. you can't even see the corner? It's crazy because I, I only had one pick on the blue. Yeah, yeah I only I had one pick have on the, the blue. I have the tape of it. We're gonna have you go over it. Later. Okay, okay, got you. But yeah, uh, what what do you think is your best quality? What stands out on tape? Like, do you think it's your athleticism, speed, your ball skills, your technique, film watching, what? Probably just my my feel for the game. Like I know a lot of a lot of moments, I kind of knew what was happening before it happened. Um, but that's my biggest standout, I guess you can say. Um, I, I can be quick, but it's I, like when I'm locked into it. Um, I feel like I'm kind of inconsistent there, but I'm as for I'm growing at it for sure, like most definitely. But um, yeah, just my IQ of the game. Okay. Let's switch it to a little bit more of a personal thing. What uh, what kind of hobbies are you into? Or like... oh, I'm like a jack of all trades. I I, <laughs> I do a lot. Uh, I've gotten into bowling last year, um, paintballing. I've been on teams for that. Uh, Call of Duty. I'm crazy sure. at Call of Duty for sure. Uh, Shoot, that's a lot. I can draw. <laughs> uh, it's a lot, man. I can't really pinpoint anything, but I guess those are can, my top four. For sure. Yeah. All right. Why do you play the game? What keeps you going every day? It's, just, it's crazy because I didn't even want to play football. Like when I first going into high school, I wanted to go to a basketball school. <laughs> And I got accepted into Long Beach Poly. I don't know if you guys know what that is, mm, but yeah. I got accepted there. And um, my mom was like, ah, you got to go there. I was mad. <laughs> she had taken, I was mad. So um, started off as a receiver. They moved me to corner. And it's just like, it grew on me. It grew on me a lot. Um, I've always liked it, but it's, you know, just that, that passion for it. It's, it wasn't there until probably like my second year of high school. And then ever since then, like my mom, um, for sure, kept me, you know, motivated as far as that. All right. Who impacted your career the most? Uh, Jerron Johnson. Um, he was a safety for the Seahawks. He was my corners coach uh, last year. He just gave me a lot of confidence. Like, he let me play. You know, there's a lot of coaches out there who they're strict on your technique and you have to do this, you have to play like that. But he kind of let me play my game and, um, you know, kind of tell me just to have that swag you got um, and just use it and be confident in it. And then Demario Warren, he's a guy. He was my uh, corner coach last year. He really gave me that, like, the feel for the game, that IQ piece. Um uh, everything he he broke down everything as best as anybody could. I think he's probably one of the best in the game um, that I know, actually. So those two. 
That's what's up. Um, going back yeah. to more of a personal side, um, what kind of are you watching any TV shows right now, or what are you binging? Anything? Are you any any you nah. got any 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 favorites? Favorite shows? Yeah. I don't know. Movie, movies? Favorite movie? Sure. Right now or all time? Both. <laughs> Probably it. I like it. I don't I like it for some reason. I also like this movie called Ready or Not. It's like a it's a crazy movie. It's like <laughs> It's this woman who gets married into this family, and uh, oh yeah, okay, I've seen that. Horror movie. Yeah, you saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Well. They they got a killer before like six a.m. or something like that. Yep, that's yep. crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was crazy. crazy. <laughs> All right, why'd you choose Boise State in Idaho? Being from California, uh, I did some research. You were a three-star prospect. You had offers from Rutgers, Arizona, San Jose State, Utah, etc. Why was Boise State the choice? Um, so my high school coach at the time, Antonio Pierce, he had a he has a son, um, DeAndre Pierce. We played in high school together, and um, he went to Boise. He was two grades above me, I think, and he was already there starting at safety. So um, he was in a process of looking for a college job. So he was like, you know, if I get this job at somewhere else, like you can come with me. But um, for now, like you can commit to Boise, and. Um, you know, kind of follow DP and be under his steps because you guys played on the field together. So it'd be an easier transition, I guess you can say. And um, I stuck with it. I just, I, when I took my visit, um, I just loved it because of the people, the players first, like my peers, um, people I'll never forget. Like they'll go to my wedding one day. And um, that's really what reeled me in for sure. All right. Who's the funniest guy in the locker room at Boise State? Funniest guy. Caleb Biggers. Unintentionally, though. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's somebody you just look at and you you just laugh, like, just because it's him. <laughs> so, yeah, it got to be, it got to be him. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite team growing up? Favorite team was the Saints because I've been a I was a Reggie Bush fan. Mm. Um, I respect it. Yeah, I was a Reggie. I was a big Reggie Bush fan. He went to give the it, Saints, and I kind of give him his Heisman yeah, back. Yeah, man, it got to <laughs> <laughs> have to. So yeah, it's the Saints. All right, Sean, you got any more questions before my last? Nah, one? I'm good, man. All right, so. Got a play from 2020 against Utah State. This is your interception on the blue field. Let me go ahead and share my screen real quick. Yep, there it goes. All right, you're at the bottom with the uh, yellow yellow arrow. We'll let you break it down, watch it, break it down. It's going through your head, through the play, and obviously the return. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. So um, we was in cover two. <clears throat> if you can go back a little bit, we was in cover two. Um, that thing coming, that that I think that's the number three receiver. I think uh, the, 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 the slot receiver. No, the slot receiver. Oh, yeah, right here. Yeah, I, not a, the, yep, him right there. Yeah. Uh, he came out now, and we, we got something called, like, don't take the cheese. Yeah, so the cheese, that's the cheese, and it's trying to get that, it's trying to get the corner to, 
take that and something else is coming behind it. So I pretty much did a good job of not taking the cheese and then finding that over that um, corner out. Yeah, it was good stuff. But like I said, this is what I was talking yeah. about. You guys blending in with the field. <laughs> yeah, just good stuff. And then obviously return throws it right to you. Yeah. He didn't see me. Yeah, definitely, definitely didn't see. That was that he was like that's like perfect cover two corner play. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps looking at that receiver too the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, he stared him down the whole way. <laughs> he stared him down before the play. Yeah. Right. But smart IQ play, good ball skills, interception. All right, man. That's all we got. Thank you for coming on for uh, this episode yes, of Hidden Gems, coming on the podcast. We'll be rooting for you for the draft. Uh, Appreciate you, bro. Any, Appreciate any you. teams you've talked to so far? Uh, Not yet. I know my agent's been – he's been handling all that for me. I've been just focused on training, right. you know, okay. getting the best numbers I can. So Still pretty early in the process. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be rooting for your hardcore for sure. Appreciate you. That four four. Catch some yeah, attention. I got you. I got you. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Yep. All right. We're back, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Tyreek LaBeouf, not LaBeouf. Had to double-check that, and I was wrong course uh story of my life but <laughs> thank you above hope you guys enjoyed that it was fun <clears throat> so now let's go ahead it's draft season so we've got our draft segment so today we're going to start simple we've got who are our guys and who are our letdowns so we're going to give our my guys and we're going to give some guys mm. that we think just aren't as good as the hype has been uh i'll let sean start with his my guys um put me on the spot here uh a couple of my guys probably gonna be xavier hutchison wide receiver out of iowa state uh he's a dog he's lo him. local local product from from uh, jacksonville yeah he's from um, uh, i don't know what school did he play uh he played at, i think it was a uh, was that no yeah Barton trail i think yeah dude's tall fast runs good routes doesn't put the ball on the ground much a he's a great runner, him. great hands. He's uh, my favorite receiver in the class. I think he's, he's more athletic than guys. people will give credit for. Yeah, he's gonna he's probably gonna do pretty well at the combine. Wasn't as tall as people thought. Still tall. Six one versus six three. I mean, yeah. Six still Um small. another one that's probably both of ours is Kalijah Canty. Yes. D tackle another... undersized D tackle from Pitt. Yeah, another undersized defensive tackle from Pitt. Uh, Doesn't have the, the bulky build. Fuck the bulky build, bro. What was he, about six foot 279 or something like that, 275? Yeah, he's he's probably a guy you'll probably rush off the edge a lot too, but that's what Aaron Donald does a lot too. Um, well, he rushes from a defensive end position in a 3-4. Exactly. So he, he's a really good pass. He's probably one of the better pass rushing defensive tackles in this class. Because I think he's probably the second best. Because the the best is obviously Jalen Carter. Yep. But Kalijah Canty, he's on my guys' list as well. Dude's really damn good. Yeah, um, I, he could sneak into the first round. He could go. I don't think he gets past the second, but I think he could yeah. sneak into the first. Another guy I'm really feeling lately is Clark Phillips the uh, third. Another undersized um, guy, but another undersized guy. Yeah, I think he's like five, five nine, ten. five ten. 
in like a buck 80, buck 85, somewhere around there. He's not on my guy's list, but I'm high on him too. I cough him to Jair Alexander. I would like him. I didn't, realize Jair, I didn't realize Jair was 5'10 until I watched Clark Phillips and heard someone say Jair and I Googled it and I was like, shit, yeah. you're right. He's somebody I like for us at 24 just because he can play inside and then possibly also move outside. If like in a few years sure. we move on from Darius Williams. Um, I don't know. Very similar size, be- Darius Williams, to be honest. Balky would be tripping over that corner room, a 5'10 and 5'9 corner, bro. He's the one that signed Darius Williams. I know. I'm just making a joke. Trey, yeah, uh, Trey Herndon ain't big either. I know. Imagine just everybody in the cornerback room is small except for Tyson Campbell. If it works, it works, bud. Um, and I think I like uh, – I also like wide receiver A.T. Perry a lot. I like him for us, <laughs> especially considering he could uh, give us that, that – Big physical presence on the outside and could be like a jump ball guy, especially in the red zone. It's something that we were lacking last year. I yeah, think he's like six, I think it's like he's like six five, like two fifteen, I think. He's really fluid for a six five guy. Normally guys that are that tall aren't super fluid. EA Colin Johnson, who was by, I believe six six. Yeah. But he's pretty good. He's uh moved up my board a bit over the uh course of the time. I still think I'm a bit lower on him than a lot of people, but uh yeah, Xavier Hutchinson's probably my favorite receiver in the class. Uh but my guys I got one I'm more. Start... I got one more. Like, oh, you got one more? Sorry, I cut you I'm off. I'm gonna throw a, I always gotta throw a quarterback out there. I'm I'm coin flipping between Jake Hayner, who I like a lot, who just won the MVP at the senior bowl. I gotta move Spencer And then I also like uh who I not Jackson I like him to be no to be I know who you're gonna say to be a starter, but could be a long term backup. In the pros is Aiden O'Connell from yes, sir. Purdue. I'm a fan of Aiden would, O'Connell as well. I would not hate it if we took him in the sixth round, seventh round, sixth round. If he's there and just let him, you know, be a backup to to Trevor. I think he is a guy that could come in and and be pretty decent. A little older, I think. I think he's like 23, 24. Yeah. Um, might even be. He might even turn 25 by draft day. I'm not totally sure. But uh. Yeah, just a guy I don't think he'll ever be a top like a like a starter, but you know he'll probably he'll be like a pretty decent backup. I think, for a while. He's twenty four, uh, turns twenty five September first. So will be twenty five before the season starts. Got it. Yep. Yeah, I'm a fan of Aiden O'Connell as well. He's like not super high on my draft board, but like you said, he is that kind of guy who he's going to be around the league for a long time. He could start a game or two. I feel like he could have the Blaine Gabbert backup career just without the hype at the beginning of his career. I was thinking like like Chase Daniel, like yeah. like Case Keenum, but maybe not as yeah, any of those not, maybe guys. not not with the highs that Case Keenum did have with Minnesota, but you know, just somewhere in that range. For sure. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and start uh, my guys list with my quarterback. It's obvious. Anthony Richardson. Bias. It shut the I didn't up. name has... one Michigan player. You got you. You would have said Blake Corum if Blake Corum go, was in this draft. It goes, but because I'm a Michigan fan, it goes without saying. Yeah, but I mean, I after Anthony Richardson, I'm not really a fan of many of the quarterbacks. Like it, it's Anthony Richardson didn't then drop off to me. I just think the more I watch him, the more I'm confident that <clears throat> if he gets in the right system, he'll be really good. Are you, watching that, are you watching that through blue and orange eyes? No. You know how many Gators fans hate Anthony Richardson, bro? Hey, you're not one of those people. But um, I, I think Anthony Richardson's going to be crazy fun in the league. 
Uh, like I said, Xavier Hutchinson, he's not on my guys list, but he is my favorite receiver in the class. Uh, if I had to pick, like I said, if I had to pick a receiver, I'd put Hutchinson, but I'm not going to running back. You didn't have a running back, but I do. Zach Charbonnet is my favorite running back in the class. He's my RB two former Michigan player. He uh, transferred to UCLA. Dude. He, if Bijan Robinson didn't exist, Zach Charbonnet would be my RB1 and it would not be close because he's my RB2 and it's not close. Uh, his contact balance is crazy fun. He's got great size. He's got good speed for his size. He um, runs through his, like I said, his contact balance is really good. He will run through you or run past you. I don't think his biggest knock, it's not even really a knock. It, he's not a great, he's not the biggest receiving back, but if you want, if you throw him the ball, he'll catch it and get you yards. It's just, you're not going to draw him up to run routes downfield. No. If you want that kind of guy, you're going to get Jameer Gibbs or Bijan Robinson. But yeah, Zach Charbonnet. I'm a big Zach Charbonnet fan. Uh, so one of our friends, one of my friends in real life, friend Sean in the group chat, Crow. Uh, he, uh, I spread, I spread my propaganda, and now we got him saying that Zach Charbonnet is the next Derrick Henry. So yeah, I've loved Charbonnet since he was a freshman at Michigan, and he transferred like a. Why does Michigan get all these running backs? Like, <laughs> because that's that's what we're known for. They know that they're going to – they know that they'll go there and produce. You had Zach Charbonnet, Blake Corum, and uh, Zach Charbonnet transferred. Then you got Donovan Edwards. You had uh, Haskins. Haskins. And before him, there was – he didn't do much in the league, but he was really good in the college. Karan Higdon, he was a beast. We've always had guys. I don't know, man. Yeah, Zach Charbonnet. He's a fun watch. Like I said, his contact balance is some of the best I've ever seen. He literally bounces off everybody. There's a play he had against Hawaii. I know it's Hawaii, so take it with a grain of salt, but he does against everybody. Play against he had against Hawaii. He bounced off like six guys. He had kind of like a beast mode kind of run. It, it was just awesome. So Zach Charbonnet's at the top of my list. Uh, this one, call it bias. I don't think it is because Sean's going to agree. Osiris Torrance. I'm a huge Osiris Torrance guy. I have him as a top 10 prospect in the entire class. I think he's going to be a plug and play. I think he's going to start day one and be a mauler on the guard. He can pass protect. He gave up no sacks in his college career. None. He, he went from, obviously he played at ULL in his early career. So that's where you have the argument of, oh, he didn't really play that crazy of competition. He goes to the SEC and does the same damn thing. He didn't give up any sacks. Sometimes he has given up pressure, but even his pressure rate's really low. He's a mauler in the run game. I've never seen him miss a run block. Uh, if you watch any big run by the Gators, whether it be Travis, Travis, I mean Trevor Etienne or um, Montreal Johnson, you're going to see Osiris Torrance spring in it. Dude's just a stud. I want him on yeah, the Jaguars. He's definitely a guy that I would like at 24 as well. A lot, of people have, a lot of people have him as like a late first, and I'm just like, that's because it's because of the position. Yeah. I, I just have him as a, a top 10 player in the it's draft. Positional just, value. Pe- people don't see him as a, as a big key. Yeah. And his size. But, he's got the biggest wingspan by a guard prospect in recent years. He lost uh, like 10, 15 pounds since the season going to now. He's going to test well at the combine. Dude's just a menace. He's a top 10 prospect in this class to me. So that warrants my guy list since he's not that way on anybody else's. Elijah Cansey, already talked about him. Gervon Dexter is not on my My Guys list, but he is a uh, guy that we're both a fan of. Yep. He he didn't have much production in college, 
he had some good tape, but it's just he was on a defensive line where he was the only guy that was competent there for a lot of the time. Yep. He's built he's built in the lab. He's gonna go crazy at the combine, gonna sneak into the second round. Uh Jalen Carter, I can't put him on my on my my guy list because everybody has him as a top two prospect in the class. So he's everybody's guy. I have <laughs> been on the Jalen Carter train for years though, and anybody who's talked to me can attest with that. Um edge rushers. I'm a big fan of Nolan Smith. I think he's a stud. Isaiah Foskey, though. A lot of people, I've not heard Isaiah Foskey's name in many uh, like talks of edge rushers. I think he's sick. I think he's a sick edge rusher. He's had over 10 sacks the past two years. I, I don't know why people aren't talking about him. I think he's a stud. Uh, Ventrell Miller, this is, he's not on my guys list because I still ha- I have him as like a fifth round pick or something. Ventrell Miller is a stud from Florida. He just had a ton of injuries and is old, so he's going to fall. Garbage. Uh, are you going to have Cam Smith on your list, or is he not your my guy anymore? I try to keep my guys to like guys that aren't first rounders, in my opinion. So like, that's, that's fair. Well, I mean, like last year mm-hmm. I had Aiden Hutchinson, but that was just, that was my Michigan bias showing. Yeah, but I he mean, also was elite. So there's so many corners I love, but I will say Brian Branch. I have been on the Brian Branch train for a long time. I know Brian Branch, a lot of people liked him early on, but he's he's the best safety in the class. He's a nickelback slash safety. He's the best nickel in the class, I mean. I think he's the best safety, too. I think he's a stud. I think he's a top 15 prospect. I don't know if he'll go that high because safety slash nickel cornerback isn't that valued. But I've seen him in mocks that high. Yeah. Brian Branch, dude's a dog. I want him on the Jaguars so bad. Uh, and yeah, that's probably it. Uh, I'm a fan of Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington, but they're not on my guys list. So it's my guys list. Now, who are some guys off the top of your head that you consider letdowns? Like they have some hype. You just don't see it. Kel- uh, was it Kelly Ringo? Oh, uh, you're going to steal that from me, man. I was waiting so hard to cook on that. Uh, I think I'll say it right a- now. I'll say it right now. There are at least nine to ten corners in this class better than Kaylee Ringo. I got it. Cam Smith, Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., Devon Witherspoon, Clark Phillips, Antonio Johnson, Jalen Jones, Emmanuel Forbes. All of them I have ranked over Kaylee Ringo currently. Uh, yeah. DJ Turner, I was tempted. Travius Hodges Tomlinson would be there if he wasn't five foot two. <laughs> Garrett Williams would be there if he wasn't hurt. Injured. So Kaylee I Ringo, just think he, I just think he'd be better at safety. I agree. I think Kaylee Ringo, his hips aren't as fluid as I'd like because he's he's a big corner, so that's why his hips aren't as fluid. Um, they're solid. They're not bad. I just think it's average. He's big uh, and athletic, his, but he gets burned a lot. He doesn't his get his ball head around. skills are his ball skills are inconsistent. Sometimes people will have certain plays. They'll show you highlight plays where he looks like he's amazing ball skills, and then he'll have other plays where he's jumping back full sprint like too early like if he just didn't jump he would have been able to make a play on it um he doesn't know how to play corner in my opinion he plays soft he plays for the tackle rather than the pass breakup any corner line up any receiver against him he's gonna get cooked at least once justin shorter which justin shorter has actually gone up some people's board justin shorter cooked him i don't even know who the receiver was for kentucky cooked him kashan butte good cooked him uh, literally line up any receiver against him for an entire game, and they're going to cook him at least a couple times. Kaylee Ringo, 
He's my least favorite player in the draft. I don't. I think he's a third-round talent at corner. I'd say second-round talent if you're going to move him to safety. I would not touch him in the first round. He's going to run a 4-3, and people are going to lose their shit. We already know he's big and fast. No else was lengthy and fast? Don't even try and say he's Tyson. Don't even bring up Tyson Campbell, bro. CJ Henderson. Oh, okay. Okay, I appreciate that one more. I appreciate that one more. I was going to say don't even. Why would I roast Tyson Campbell? I like him. Some people, I, some people have compared him to Tyson Campbell. I'm like, you only say that because Campbell was a, way stickier in college. Exactly. Than he Campbell never, was good never in thought coverage. about being. Campbell just had a generationally bad ball skills in college, he's, he's and they got sick. fixed. All right. Well, well moving on. Moving on. Let's move on. We can't spend all day on Kelly freaking Ringo. Uh, quarterback Will Levis. Will Levis. Yes, Will Levis is also on my list. Fire. I think Will uh, Levis' his throwing just, motion kind of stinks. I think he he's bad decision-making. He just, he just sucks. He has a big arm, and he can run around a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Other than that, he sucks. I don't, know, I don't like the comps to Zach Wilson. People are only comping him to Zach Wilson because he's white, but he's not good. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, probably not. Um, and my last one I'll give um, is Brian Brzee. I don't think – I just don't think he's – I think he's all, all all hype. I think he's more name than game. That's fair. He was I a big recruit coming out of high school, and he had super high expectations. He, I don't ever think he met them. He's been hurt a lot. Is his issue? Well, it's also a problem. The best avail- yeah. the best ability is availability. So I just don't get it. Some I mean, people have him mocked in top tens, and I'm like, I'm not spending a top ten pick on a guy that I'm not sure will even make it to the field. He didn't really. He didn't produce. Top 10 defense tackle numbers. Yeah, he's... I know the numbers don't really matter, but, like, sometimes they do. Yeah, for it sure. Is. It is what it is. A lot of a lot of Jags fans don't like him because they see white defensive tackle and think of Taven Bryan. That's blatant racism, but we'll allow it. I'll allow I, it in I, this case. I'm just saying what other people do, and it's clear. I know. I'm saying it's blatant racism, but I'll allow it <laughs> because I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, for me, I was gonna say this guy, but I think I'm gonna move him up my board. And I know you would you'd cook me just because you like his personal preferences. We'll do it. I'm not as high on Will McDonald as most people. I have Will McDonald as like a second or third round guy, and some people are like he could sneak into the first round. I'm like, hmm. Will McDonald. Top 10 personality. His personality. You know what I noticed when I was DMing a lot of players trying to get them to come on the podcast? So many players have anime headers. Anime is sick, bro. Uh, Jump on the train. Stop being left behind. uh, Jump on the train. Stop being left behind. I have Anyways, top 10 personality. uh, Round two talent. I got one. Michael Mayer. I think Michael Mayer's solid. I don't think he's bad. I think he's actually I think he's good. I, I think he's good a good tight end prospect. But I'm just when I watch him, I'm just not wowed. He's not that explosive. He's a solid block. He's Baby solid Gronk, in every bro. category. He's got good hand. His Baby hand, Gronk. I feel like he drops I feel like he drops the ball a lot. Um he, might, he makes good contesting. He's, he's, he's really I don't know his drop He's solid. He's solid to Decent in everything. He's not bad at anything, but I don't think he's amazing at anything besides contested catches. 
I prefer Dalton Kincaid. Well, he gets the most height because he's the most well-rounded. Yeah, he's definitely the most well-rounded, but I like explosive tight ends. I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. I don't think he's bad. Don't get me wrong. He's not like the other guys where I think they just stink. I just don't think he's – some people have him as like a I top think he's 10 player. Like a, I don't. It's like a, he's like a Dalton Schultz kind of guy. Yeah, that, that's a fair comp. Luke Musgrave is my tight end four. Uh, if he if he actually played, he could be over him. It's just he's all like betting on the traits. He never really played. You know who else they bet on the traits and he balled out? Who? George Kittle. Fair enough. I mean, like I said, I'm a have, fan of Luke. He didn't Musgrave. have the most elite numbers in college. They were decent, but they weren't anything special. Luke Musgrave was just hurt, so he didn't really play. Yeah. But I like him. I think there's a lot of good tight ends. Sam Laporta, Brant Keithy. I'm a fan okay, of Cameron. We're doing Boxer. flops, flops, bro, flops. Stay on schedule. There's just so many. Who's I love flopping? the draft. There's... Anyways, that's who else? I mean, we'll have a, whole, we'll have, we'll have a whole podcast a... for the draft. Soon. This is my last one. I was super high on Travius Hodges Tomlinson until he was five seven. Ed, like, I still think I think he's going to be the highest ever drafted five seven corner for sure. But how much will that drop him? How many five seven corners have there ever been? Like one. Most of the five seven corners in the league are from undrafted. Yeah, I don't know. Let's we'll see about that one. He's going to fall for sure, probably because of it. Yeah, I. I still have him ranked. Uh, he's my currently – I haven't done – he's towards the bottom of my CBs right now just because I haven't done a ton. He's my CB 11 right now. I'm probably going to move him below Garrett Williams. But I don't know, man. He's so tiny. That boy tiny. Uh, Britton Cox is a – Britton <laughs> Cox is a loser. Yeah. Dude's got kicked off two teams, and he never gives effort. Uh, any Bats. offensive line I don't like? I mean, uh, Peter Skaronsky, no. I'm a fan, just short arms. Uh, I like Anton Harrison as, like, a guy I do like. Who do you not like? That's, that's the segment right now. Who do you not like? Dewan Jones. Okay. Dewan Jones has looked solid recently, but there are Here some plays where he looks like a super tall out offensive tackle. To the point where it's a fault. Who was it? There was a there was somebody last year that played for Minnesota, that was like crazy tall as well. Oh, Daniel Faalele. Yes, I think uh, he's better than Faalele, but I think they have similar issues. They're so tall that if you get good leverage on them, you'll literally just send them flying backwards. Hutchinson. Here we go. Short arm. I know Hutchinson's really good, but short arms versus versus Dewan Jones, like. Longest wingspan, dude. Made it's hard to get those flashes out of my eyes, bro. It was so bad. It was so bad. Players can improve. They can. That's why I still think he's like a second round pick. But That's I don't fair. think he's that. I don't think he's a first round guy like some people do. Anyways, dude's like dude's like six eight three fifty. Yeah, and his arms are long as shit. Yeah. A guy that did let me down, which nobody he doesn't have hype. He just let me down when I was before the season. I thought Joseph Ngata, wide receiver for Clemson, I thought he was going to be good. He just wasn't. I didn't he's watch like, a lot of Clemson, not going to lie. Except he's for just there. Brian Brzee. Yeah, Brzee. I saw somebody, uh, I believe, 
not sure. I don't remember his name, but somebody said they weren't a fan of Miles Murphy either. And I'm like, I like Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy's good. Anyways, that's the draft. Let's go ahead and wrap this up with some viewer questions, which we only have one because Gordo asked one, but I'm not even going to read it because we literally answered it already just from our normal talk. Okay. So, Patrick. It's always Patrick, our loyal viewer. I love it. Thoughts on the revamped Pro Bowl. What would you keep? What would you change? What would you drop? Or do you just not care at all and would sack off the whole thing? Um, um I actually like the flag football. I thought it was I, I thought it was I I don't think it was amazing, but it, it wasn't bad. It was at least guys were trying in flag football. I mean, um, I watched it, it was fine. I don't really give two shits. If they canceled it, cool. If they keep yeah. it, cool. It's whatever I, I watched say, it because it was football on TV. I will say, Stefan Diggs, why did you have to throw that ball to your brother? Why couldn't you throw it over his head to Trevor? <coughs> Trevor was open in the end zone, bro. Yeah, Trevor's the one who's why I enjoyed it. If Trevor wasn't there and Agnew, yeah. I wouldn't even have cared. So. Yeah, Trevor had the best throw of my entire lifetime during the Pro Bowl. The one to, to Diggs? Four, it was like fourth and like 23, and he throws it the entire field on a line. It was out of bounds, but we won't go there. I was, that's on Diggs, not on Trevor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Trevor almost had a receiving touchdown. Just Diggs threw the flattest ball ever, so his brother picked it off. Like, of course he gets picked off by his brother. That's why he plays receiver. I will say, they should get rid of the best catch, because that just was so... The best catch was terrible. I didn't um, watch it. Stephon Diggs didn't make any of his catches, so he got like... They gave him like 70, because it was out of 100. They gave him 70s for attempt. He didn't make the catch. Should have been zeros. They were they were trying to do what the NBA does with the dunk contest, and it's just yeah. it's not that easy with catches versus dunks. So yeah, they should get rid of that. But otherwise, I thought it was a fine event. Like like Sean said, if they get rid of it, I wouldn't be the end of the world. If they kept it, it's on my TV. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast. Feels good to be back. We'll be back next week to talk more draft and whatever else happens on in the NFL world. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed the interview with Tariq LaBeouf, and hopefully we'll have somebody next week. If you have anybody you'd like to have us on the podcast, tag them. If they if they respond, we'll have them on. Just if uh, they respond. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next time. Make sure to like, subscribe, and all that stuff.